Well, you sound more you sound more alive. You still sound terrible, but you sound mm-hmm. alive. Thank you. Um, well, let's talk on the show. Yeah. Okay. We doing a show today? Is there yeah. a pre roll? Yeah. Nope. Two minutes. <laughs> Oh, okay then. <laughs> the pre-roll is you coughing. Yeah, hurry before I die. <laughs> this this episode of turning this car around is brought brought to you by death. Are you going to say your name or not? Like, are we done? Oh, with oh is that, what, is that how we start? I forgot. I completely forgot. I see. I was off last week, so I completely yeah. forgot how we mm-hmm, do this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, my name is John Moltz. <laughs> that's, that's also wrong. That's completely wrong. I'm John Moltz. I'm Lex Friedman. <laughs> I'm John Armstrong barely alive probably gonna die during the show <laughs> welcome to turning this car if you did this is gonna be our biggest episode ever like if you died during the show it's, oh my this gosh, will be yeah. our most popular episode Can you imagine the, the ratings the, the problem with that is that we listen, wouldn't even have to sure like use a gun die. we wouldn't even have to use a gun to get anybody to listen to that the revenue episode. right yeah <laughs> exactly people would just want to Mm. not like not our good. usual episodes not good <laughs> my kids are even though we're doing a, a late night recording session my kids are actually awake right now they're watching bye bye birdie whoa uh, what that's a saucy little number it's rated g so i don't know what the hell you're talking about <laughs> uh maybe and you know what i'm thinking of another oh, musical you're song. thinking of debbie does birdie very different movie mm. or maybe the movie birdie yes with um where with those, where, like with the weird guys? artistic um yes oh like, yeah no that's God, who's in that movie in the weirdest I way i saw like, that movie a million years ago i think i saw that movie in japan i did actually a million no, years ago did. you must have been 30 <laughs> exactly i was i was in graduate school mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. <laughs> why it was the first Five time i was musical. in japan home not the second run. time right there home run uh, yeah, Brody's a freaking. That's so weird. Yeah, Matthew like, Modine and Nicolas Cage, 1984. Uh, oh, I love Nicolas Cage. And who I saw- did? <laughs> who did the soundtrack for that? Somebody interesting uh, oh, to the yes, soundtrack. Yes, yes, yes. That's Peter I Gabriel that soundtrack for a long time. No. I think you're right. That is that is absolutely correct. I I haven't found it yet, but that is 100 percent correct. Ding. Yeah. I had that soundtrack and I loved it. And I should get that again because I'm going to leave this window open, as a matter of fact, as a reminder to get that soundtrack again. Look at that. You My know what? You're watching you're... a totally different movie and I've helped you yeah, both. That's right. <laughs> Your so... kids should not watch that. I mean, you know, not yet anyway. Okay. I don't think they'd like it. I'm going to wait for the tech talk until later on in the show. But, uh, well, when we do how... our When we get to so... talking tech, talking tech with the dads. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. This this episode is extremely uh, wacky. Morning Zoo. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Brought to you by Kaspersky. already, and I don't even know why. Brought to you by Kaspersky Labs. <laughs> <laughs> Kaspersky, he's on the run. <laughs> he's, he, he's not you. on the run anymore. He's selling right? stuff to Putin. Is it that? Is it that guy? Am I, is that the guy I'm thinking of? Mm-hmm. No, you're thinking like, of McAfee. McAfee's oh, McAfee, 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 McAfee,
So I was in uh, I was in Vermont last week. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. And there's no internet. Good time. They we haven't, did fine without you, by the way. They have not. You did. You did a wonderful job. Um, uh, the, the, you know, some of the the jokes were um, inappropriate, <clears throat> but um, but it was a, a delightful episode. Uh, well, other than John we, literally dying on the yeah. Uh, uh, well, the we left we left the tasteless joke that I should not have made. Um, <laughs> Just for about me. you. Just for you, because I felt like people needed to learn what not to do. That was like a shouldn't do this. People Which shouldn't is make our that other joke. Show that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, what not yeah. to do? Mm-hmm. What not to do? Right, yeah. Billy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how's Vermont for the kids? It's a show for the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Vermont was Vermont was lovely, actually. Uh, so my niece got married. Uh, it was a delightful wedding, and um, Hank Hank is always a super traveler, way better than me. I wind through the whole thing. <laughs> and uh, Hank was a, an a utter trooper. He loves to travel, and he loves being other places. And when he gets other places, he loves doing things that he would never do at home. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> that are very difficult to get him to do at home. Like get out and like you know get into nature and just like like I mean like like going and grabbing up, up some salamanders and stuff like that. Yeah, well, that was crazy. I saw the picture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I follow That's you on uh, on Instagram salamander and he did he have any kind of queasiness about that like those are kind of like slimy right no he really wanted to i mean he so there's a pond down at the bottom of the hill um so you know it's vermont it's like you know Mm -hmm. and there's ponds everywhere where my where my brother lives and um it's uh they have they have have a couple of canoes so you can go out and i actually i have one interesting fact about salamanders which is Mm -hmm. that it is the only animal i know of that rhymes with my first full name. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're probably just not thinking of something, but it's, it's possible. Yeah. Basically, yeah. you know, parents like to make rhyming names for their kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, the rare times they called me Alexander, it was always Salamander. That was, hmm. that was what they did. Okay. Now they called you right. Salamander? They called me Alexander Salamander. Mm. I think <laughs> I see Alexander's a children's... Got enough syllables already. <laughs> Lex, I think, I, I've, I think we got a, a children's property um it's got legs you start out <laughs> Do with have legs <laughs> and, and a tail that, that's the start one that's the yeah. start that's the first book right mm-hmm. and that becomes kind of a cult hit and then you come out with the second book which is um alexander salamander and the death of you know decorum and eat some American food politics, with or whatever it is yeah you know i don't know <laughs> but that's just a that's just a uh, working title i don't know so right. <laughs> alexander <laughs> salamander it, that uh-huh. is that is the next Where's Waldo is what I'm saying. All I can tell you is I guarantee you most Alexanders, at least in English speaking countries, have been rhymed with salamander at some point. Oh yeah, so it's, it's less else? original than salamander. I, I gotta, what, yeah, mm. man. Of course, I have not given it much thought. I just I feel like there's another animal you're not thinking of. Maybe it's one of the lesser known animals. Okay. Well, <laughs> listeners, tweet at Moltz with any uh, rhyming animals you can come up with. <laughs> So, uh, so I was kind of trying to think of like, oh, the, the, the only, the, 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 the day we left was kind of a disaster. Um, <laughs> the, day we left, so the, day we, the, the day we left Vermont was fine, but then we went through, we went through Boston. We saw, we saw a friend of the show, Dan Warren, um, which was the, in front of the show, Paul Kafasis, who I'm sure always listens to the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's down with the show. Yeah, them, the two of them, very big, uh, turning this car around. Um, we had dinner with those guys, uh, and, um, 
uh, that was great. And then the next morning we got up to leave. Uh, the, the, the toilet in the hotel was clogged. The shower had no hot water. And then on the, after we got to the airport, we realized that we forgot to fill the, the, the rental car up with gas, but we were too late to go get some more get, get oh, so gas to fill like it up. So we had to pay $9 a gallon oh my God. to fill the freaking car up. And then Always Hank, left his, left his, Hank left his iPhone in the car. <laughs> Oh God! Oh my God! I'm dying. <laughs> and we did not realize it until we were like at, you know, like at the 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 pat. I choose between pat down and. <laughs> oh my God! Here's going my question: through, and, and Choose between cancer and pat down. That's what we're. Where how we were. devastated was he, and how angry were you when you realized? Oh God! I know the was, phone got back. It was but... pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, there wasn't. <laughs> I was too defeated at that point to, to yell. <laughs> so, so it was more just like just smoldering glare type uh, type stuff. Um, you I know mean, what? Maybe you won't get the new iPhone 7S. <laughs> mm-hmm. 7 Plus? 7? Whatever. But fortunately, I want to I give a shout out <laughs> to a brand. <laughs> but they charge you $9 a gallon. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. They did do that. But that was kind of our focus. We, you know, they ask you at the beginning, you know? Yes. The, Always take it. You take. Pro tri- you take. Pro, that's the family pro tip. When, you, when you're traveling with kids, especially, take the goddamn gas thing. Just take Gonna it. Going to fundamentally yeah. disagree? I just always yeah. fill it up. Just don't fucking forget, like a chump. That's all. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> like Here's a the thing. You like may stupid, that may work for you. Yeah, Freedmen's are a special class. I get this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what um, rhymes with Freedmen? We Salamander. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, for normal but, but people they, who are not lax, they found the phone. They the found the phone, and they are they are sending it back. So. Oh, you don't have it back, but they claim they are sending it back. They claim they are sending it back. I mean, there were multiple calls. I mean, the guy was returning calls several times, and so oh, that's I'm, nice. I'm that's fairly good. confident that they're that they're actually sending it. Well, so I, so only have, I only have one question about the Vermont trip. Okay, and this is it. Do you is like the idea of specializing your child's education? <laughs> <laughs> do you want your I child do. to have the option of getting into the best colleges and universities, to, to flourish in their school environment, master real-life skills, and succeed in their future endeavors? Now's the time to actively engage with your child's education. Oh, man, I'm starting again. I said education wrong twice. Do you like the <laughs> idea of specializing your child's education? Do you want I them do. to have the option of getting into the best colleges and universities? Do you want them to flourish in their school environment, master real-life skills, and succeed in their future endeavors? Now's the time to actively engage with your child's education with Education a la Carte. In this practical book, parenting expert and longtime educator Dr. Kevin Lehman takes the guesswork out of choosing the best schooling for your child. He explores the pros and cons of public, private, and charter schools, as well as homeschooling and online schooling. Because education isn't one-size-fits-all, nor is it a set menu. So let Dr. Kevin Lehman show you how to wisely choose schooling options that will provide academic excellence, real-life application, and a perfect match for your child's uniqueness. You can have it all with education a la carte. Visit revelbooks.com to learn more. Nope. (laughs) Visit revelbooks.com to learn more. Revelbooks.com. That's R-E-V-E-L-L books.com. Revelbooks.com to learn more. Our thanks to Education a la Carte and Revel Books for supporting Turning This Car Around. That's this show, by the way. Okay. Uh, Hey, hey, John, I found the animal word you're thinking of. What's good for the goose? What's good for the goose? 
is good for the Alexander Salamander Gander. Gander. I don't really feel go. like that's as good a rhyme, but I understand what you're going for. I get it. It's, <laughs> Lin-Manuel would use it, so you're fine. Don't slander me, Alexander. <laughs> well, in, the second, in the second verse, yeah. Yeah. You go with Salamander the first time, and then Gander. And, and the also, yeah. let's let's not pander and be blander. It's a, it's a, good, it's a good verb, though. For, By the way, mm-hmm. Homeboy wrote a whole friggin' rap musical about Alexander Hamilton and doesn't rhyme Alexander once. Just putting that out there. <laughs> yeah, what's that about? The only time he rhymes the name is when he spells it. I N A L E X A N D E R. We are meant to be. That was the closest he could get to rhyming Alexander. I'm just saying. Just put it out. Maybe he just thought that was better. He was like, he had looked it up. He's like, were there any salamanders around in, in the writing of the Declaration of Independence? <laughs> oh God, you you just opened up. You opened up something. I was going to not talk about this. Okay, bring it. There's in Mormon history. There's uh, <laughs> some salamander situations um so <clears throat> there's this uh is joseph this... smith involved yep um oh it had to be so... right is there is there mormon history other than joseph smith oh there's all kinds of mormon Bring history. Him, yeah. real no, question no. he's like he is the legit og though um sure okay <laughs> yeah in mormondom okay so <laughs> There's this thing called the salamander letter. Emphasis I feel like you're dumb. using a lot of words that aren't actually Mormon words right now. Um, I'm going to read to you from the Wikipedia. <laughs> the salamander letter is a document about the history of the Latter-day Saint movement that was created by the forger Mark Hoffman in the early 1980s. The letter was one of hundreds of documents concerning the history of the LDS movement that surfaced in the early 80s. The Salamander Letter presented a view of Latter-day Saint founder Joseph Smith's life that stood sharply at odds with the commonly accepted version of the early progression of the church Smith established. Initially accepted by some document experts and collectors and then rejected by others, the Salamander Letter generated much discussion and debate inside and outside the Latter-day Saint movement. I'm, it's, they're referring to it as a movement, wow. which is an interesting choice. Okay. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 a bunch of boring shit, craziness and <laughs> insanity, blah, blah, Mormon weirdness. And then uh, at the bottom... <clears throat> That's a lot to blah, blah over. There, there, was a, there, was, there was a car bombing involved in this whole thing. Um, oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> Hoffman was struggling under massive debt and falling behind on delivering on deals that he had made. In 1985, when he learned that the pedigree of the Salamander letter was under widespread suspicion, he produced and placed a number of bombs as a diversionary tactic. They were detonated. <laughs> as you do. I, shouldn't, I should not laugh now because we're getting serious. We need to just yeah. go into serious level. They um, were detonated pass. with mercury switches, but without a safety switch. Two people were killed. Um, oh. And... Um, yeah, terrible. Um, yeah, but the thing is, probably the people who were killed now have their own planets. Yeah, possibly. So anyway, <laughs> okay, way too. Uh, soon. It was in '85, so it, you know it's been a while. And and actually, <laughs> still, but still too I, soon. Yes, I had to have this uh, talk with my girlfriend um, about Mormon death. That you tell you about the Salem. Oh, situation, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've talked about Mormon death, haven't we? That it's it's not. Um, I mean, it's sad, but it's not meant to be like dour and gloomy unless the person's really young basically You're right um but as lex stated mormons believe that young people who pass away go instantly to ha- the mormon heaven which is like three there's a whole bunch of shit you got to do to get to that version of heaven um because it's like there's planets and shit and levels and yeah it's Thetans. nuts mm-hmm. um i don't know about that anyway um point is point is death is uh not necessarily a celebration but it's not a gloomy affair and, um, my girlfriend was, you know, we had been dating a few months and, um, 
my mother passed away. And I think to my dying day, I will wonder if I did the right thing by asking her to come out for, to that event. Mm-hmm. Um, it, she was amazing and grace, full of grace and beauty. And it was amazing, but she was like, this isn't sad. Like people aren't yeah. sad and they're not drunk. So that was the the thing. It was like it's not a wait. Certainly not drunk, right? It's well, mm, some of the family John, have may seen... have. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Some of the family, oh, there was some people were taking some nips secretly. Uh, not not on the day. This was uh, later. This was the mm. after the after. So Mormons have typically a viewing, and then the next day there's a morning viewing, and then there's a funeral and a uh, cemetery ceremony. A small uh, little ceremony at the cemetery. There's a lot of praying. Is, is morning viewing a pun? <clears throat> Don't make That's it. That's a no. That's a no. <laughs> Think about it. I really... <laughs> That's permanent morning wood right there. Oh, gonna, I guess. <laughs> have you guys seen the Book of Mormon musical or no? I have no. not, and I've been told I need to. I will tell you this, and this actually relates to the show, but I genuinely believe it is the best show of any type that I have ever seen live. That includes other musicals, includes wow. Hamilton, includes wow. concerts. Wow. The best show I've ever seen. Like, now, I saw the original cast through Dumb Luck and Fortune. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, the tickets were a gift. So <laughs> they got me the tickets. <laughs> that and, was the company that you got the tickets from? Yeah. The, mm. the, 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 I got the tickets as a gift, and the tickets were for 10 months after uh, I got the gift, because that's when they could get them. It was like the last week the original cast was there. And I loved wow. the soundtrack. And what live, what I, the, I can never listen to the soundtrack when the kids are around, because it is extremely vulgar. Mm-hmm. Um I was going to quote a lyric, and I'm not even comfortable quoting it, so I'm not going to. But there's a line <laughs> in a song wow. about uh, a directive to God about the mm-hmm. theoretically biological impossibilities he should do to himself. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's a lot. <laughs> and um, Well, there's God can do a lot of stuff, though. Himself. I mean, let's, yeah. let's just, if right. God's real. Yeah. I th- I think God could fuck him or herself. I think that's what we're <laughs> could, saying. Well, that's that's could, actually could part God of it. make it? Could God make a dick so small that even he couldn't suck? It? <laughs> <laughs> that's the title right there. No, it's not. And hi, advertisers. But the only point I was going to make is Josh Gad. You can bleep, you can bleep all of that. Josh oh, Gad is in the original production. He is he is one of the stars of the show. He plays uh, yes. Elder Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know my kids know him as. Olaf, and now he's also the guy in yeah. uh, the new uh, Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. And like one day, I just want to play. Hey, did you guys ever? Did I ever share that Frozen song that got cut from the musical? And then it's just like extreme profanity <laughs> with Olaf <laughs> voice. <laughs> They're not old enough for that yet. But one day, I'd like to. Oh yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think God, fun. I have so many. Like, I, I have so many questions mm-hmm. um, about Mormons. So I want to know. Yeah. Well, related to Mormonism, I want to know, sure. um, John. When do we probably talked about this before, but I can't remember when you um, moved away from the church. So, I I struggled. Uh, so it's kind of complex. So I'm going to try and say this as quickly and succinctly as possible. Okay. Leaving the church, um, I I. It was rough, and and it took me a long time to get to why it was rough, but it was finally, I was seeing a shrink in L.A., and he's like, I don't know anything about the Mormon church. Tell me all about it. So I, I paid him, you know, 90 bucks a session or whatever it was to, to basically teach him the Book of Mormon, Mormon. Mormon church, yeah. to teach him. And, the, then, and, then he went, and then he went on to write the Book of Mormon. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, no, 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 no. He was Trey Parker. <laughs> no, no, no. He was very kind, and he was a great therapist, but... um 
he, I, I'm teaching him. I'm like pulling all my Mormon missionary stuff out and like not not literally, but in the of the cobwebs of my mind. And I'm teaching him basically the first three discussions of the Mormon faith that the missionaries teach, the lessons that they teach. And so it was like I'm paying you money to teach you about a religion that I've left. And um, <laughs> and as I get serious with this woman. And, you know, and we both want children and we're going to raise our kids and both of our families are Mormon, but we, we are not practicing Mormons, nor do we wish to be any longer. And so this, this was kind of this, the underpinning of the therapy uh, along with some other stuff, but th- that was the, the main kind of thing. And he goes, mm-hmm. well, you know, so finally, like, I think like seven sessions in, he's like, he puts down his pad of paper and pen. He goes, you basically left your church family, didn't you? And it was like things you know the world rotated there's like a lot of grinding and gravity yeah. stopped and like right. and um i did not do a bullet cam run around the room um <laughs> um <clears throat> but but what i did do was like realize holy shit that's it that's why it was so rough so mormons are very tight-knit um and so leaving the church was rough so i went to Brigham Young University, and the second I, I it took me forever to get in because they have really um, strident uh, test and grade standards, which of course I. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to do some work, and um, you know uh, I, they have a matriculation agreement with a with what was then a community college, which is now a, a university. But I matriculated into the school, and um, the second, like I think I was in my first class, maybe ten minutes, and I was like, oh, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> I made a huge mistake. I'm like, holy shit. And so it took me two years to finish BYU. Like I, I, I yeah, it was a mess. Anyway, as I was leaving BYU, um, a lot of stuff was happening that I was not comfortable with. Um, and the thing that kind of tipped it f- like over the edge for me was I received a humanities degree, like art history, classics, very kind of conservative notion of humanities. Like we're going to study the canon of classic works that humans have produced. And there was this, they built a new museum and there was a traveling Rodin um, exhibit, not the winged mythical beast of Japanese horror movies, Rodin, (laughs) but the French artist Rodin. Uh, I see. I would, I, I would, well, I think I, yeah. I would lean toward the, the yeah. going to yeah. the other one. But you know, well, okay. I just want to say, having looked at the Salamander Letter Wikipedia page, I'm so angry. Because like 98% mm-hmm. of what I know about Mormonism is from a Mormon girl I dated and from the musical The Book of Mormon. And mm-hmm. I was totally going to say, hey, was the Salamander anywhere near the plates? And the answer is yes. And if I'd yeah. asked that, it would have sounded so yes. smart. It was with the plates and I should have asked and I'm mad that I didn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. was I, the that would have taken a long time to related, get there, though. Like, <laughs> was the Salamander related to Rodan? Mm, not that uh, not okay. to my knowledge although there's probably a universal movie in the i works. think yeah um, if we, i think we go to the the right the the um the the unifying theory mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of all of all religions we will find that um yeah salamander, uh, the salamander was directly related to rodan yeah it's a symbol salamander mm-hmm. is a symbol yeah it's a symbol of okay puns. so so college time though right so which right. i think is probably so yeah so i graduated from school and this rodan exhibit was there congratulations and they they took, well, they, they took a couple of the works and kept them crated in the basement because they felt like they were too risque for the community. Sure. So I have a degree where I had to study those exact works. They're in my hometown, not my hometown, they're in the town of the school and I can't see them. So the school is asking me to learn about these things and right. they're going to hide it from me also. 
It wasn't like they kept it in a zone just for students. They, they didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. And Is it not letting you see them very similar to Joseph Smith and the plates, where he wouldn't let anybody see the actual plates, just his copy? Uh, I'm just saying. Maybe that's could like be. Could be. Could be. Actually, he did let people see them. Um, they're they're the witnesses. They're the the. There's a whole story about witnesses. Okay, you know more about this than I do. Fine. <laughs> there's the three witnesses, and there's <laughs> that, that the another like set of witnesses. <laughs> it's all bullshit. Anyway, yeah, you would think. Anyway, that's fine. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> My great great grandfather had seven Judaism. wives. Whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry, God. John. You there's, there's any. There, by the way, there, there is nothing that you cannot lecture me on. <laughs> Wait. There's nothing you cannot. He's just going an expert in anything. I am not oh, an expert in any yeah, in no, any sort of religious really, matter. <laughs> I can really translate multisms. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You will be one of my witnesses. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, John, what, you're quite uh, so. So that's right so, yeah. Okay. Because right I feel like well, I feel like the college time is is um sort of a frequent. I mean, you know, it's a that was it, when it for was everybody. For, for everybody, it's a you know, it's yeah. a break free thing right. for you're everyone. Figuring out who but, you're going to be. Yes. I, yeah. Right. You know, I got right. more observant in college. I went to a very Jewish college. I specifically mm-hmm. only went to colleges that had. 21 kosher meals a week in one of the main dining rooms. I didn't want to have to go because I was strictly kosher. I didn't want to have to go to like a, a yeah. Jews only dining room to eat. I wanted in a main dining room, 21 kosher meals a week. So I was like SUNY Binghamton, uh, mm-hmm. University of Maryland College Park and mm-hmm. Brandeis were among my top choices. And I went to Brandeis and I started wearing the Amica all the time at Brandeis. Like I was that guy for a while. I led one of the, there are many, many sects of Judaism uh, at Brandeis mm. because there's so many Jews there that they can break them up into like tiny little slivers. And I was, I was the Gabbai, which is like an amateur rabbi for one of them for a while. Mm. And, uh, then I started wearing the Amic all the time after I dated the Mormon, actually. Like, it was like my, it was my, my apology for having dated a Mormon since she wasn't a Jew, like finding the one Mormon at Brandeis and dating her. And so but was like, she was Sorry. probably a great so kisser, she was- right? I mean, she was a Mormon going to was. Brandeis though. Yes. And I met her the first day and she was hot. Wow. And I was mm-hmm. like, Wow they don't have jews like this in pennsylvania and she's like i'm not jewish and i'm like what the fuck are you doing here i was so mad and she's like i will i will kiss you for so many hours your tongue won't know what hit it i don't know did she say that not literally but yes we didn't date for a long time because of the religious barrier and then eventually just gave up and started dating anyway she was the last girl dated before my wife and um but uh i noticed you've avoided the kissing questions right Mm-hmm. No, not that one. Yeah. But so, uh, we, uh, yeah, I mean, she yeah, she definitely thought that she was supposed to help me find Jesus. That's fine. I'm not going to talk about it. No. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She she thought that she she thought that she was probably <laughs> dating me to help me embrace Jesus. Yeah. Um, that Which, did not, did yep, she consider herself some thing. sort of spy, like going to Brandeis and like trying to? Oh no 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 no! It's not so much like that. But Mormons have this. In the seventies, I think, especially in eighties, there was this big push that everybody should be a missionary. Everybody oh, yeah, should be yeah. talking about the church. And she wouldn't even do missionary. Just kidding. Okay. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. All we do is kiss. Just, it was more so keeping my mouth shut. Um, John, John, did you not? Did you do you? We. I'm sure I've asked you this, but uh, did you do a mission? I did. And Where you was your I, mission? Uh, my mission was to. You went someplace easy, right? Uh, Manchester, England. Not easy. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, we have, um, we've had this conversation. I was, uh, going to uh, I was thinking it was England. Yeah, it's How like the Rust you Belt. While you were there, I didn't save anybody, Lex. That's not that's not how it works. It's, Mormons how many, don't how many in boobs saving. did you touch? Zero. 
So let's just leave that there. <laughs> 20 years old and not touching anything. Oh, you touch yourself plenty. <laughs> Listen, well, somebody, you know, I, have, I have a friend that I went to, well, a friend that I went to school, uh, graduate school with, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm still friends with, uh, was 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 Mormon is Jack Mormon now, and he his, does he go he to wait, his, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, does he go to church? No, you, is, that, so is, that, Mormon, is that an incorrect? Uh, to be a Jack term? Mormon, you have to. He's actually called he's called attend. himself that before. Yeah, so <laughs> that's not a term I know. Jack uh, Jack Mormon is someone who um, goes on Sunday but does not practice the rest of the week. So they drink coffee, they drink booze, okay. they party, yeah. so they smoke, whatever. Well, and they're kind actually, of proud I, of that. I don't know that he might have gone. He might go occasionally, as far as I know, mm-hmm. but I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I think he's he's pretty yeah. uh, by this point. I mean, I've known him for a long time, so he might have mm-hmm. called himself that very early on. Um, and I just like that stuck in my head. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> he went mm-hmm. to Japan mm-hmm. um, for his his. <laughs> and he was, you know, he got there and like, and there are, there's beer in the vending machines and yes, there are, yeah, you know, there, there's all kinds of like enticements. And so he, mm-hmm. he was like, mm-hmm. yep, nope, I'm staying. <laughs> ah, wait, so, so I'm he's like, I'm teaching English for a while and <laughs> I came for God and then I came for the ladies. Oh, how did he no. sleep at night? Oh, <laughs> when I ask, how did he sleep at night? I'll tell you why I asked that question. Oh, I bet you are. Mm, yeah, please. Yes. I want to get back to Mormonism, Japan, and everything else. But you've heard us talk about our sleep number beds and how great we all sleep, the three of us. Together, My especially. Sleep setting is 90. <laughs> it's true. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's possible you've said to yourself, you know what? I want a sleep number bed. I hear that the boys from TTCA are sleeping like kings, but I can't afford <laughs> one. Here's the real question. Can you afford another shitty night's sleep? No, you cannot. Mm-mm. I'll be mad that I said that. Can you afford another restless night's sleep? No, you cannot. But I got great news. There has never been a better time to come to a sleep number store where every single bed is on sale during what I like to call, because that's what they like to call it, the biggest sale of the year. So I've told you about this before, but just to reiterate, in case you're a first-time listener, and if it's if you're a first-time listener, <laughs> well, God God help you. to learn. The Sleep Number Bed lets you choose the comfort and support that's right for you, and it lets your partner choose the comfort and support that's right for your partner. It's the perfect bed for couples because you can each make the bed as as firm or as soft as you want it to be. There's also the new amazing Sleep Number 360 bed. It's so smart, it actually adjusts to you during the night as you move around, so you stay sleeping comfortably no matter what position you get into. Uh, I end up sleeping like flipped over half the time. Now, do you know how many of us fall asleep faster if our feet are gently warmed? The Sleep Number 360 bed can even pre-warm each side of the bed. Does your bed do that? Probably only if you pee in it, and that's gross. So don't do that. <laughs> it's a bad idea. Sleep Number 360 mm-hmm. is what you want. My Sleep Number setting is 90. My Sleep IQ score last night was 91. Okay. Thank you very much. 91. Can anybody beat that? Yes. I did. No. Uh, well, um, both scores. I had, a both good, scores. I had a pretty good sleep night last night, but I, I didn't pull it up. What, so. what was your number? But, Armstrong. Show off. Okay. My sleep number setting is 95. Okay, nice. Sleep IQ score, <laughs> 93. Wow, you slept like the dead. <laughs> Come in I during the biggest sale of the year. Well, yeah, well, you were dying. Come in during the biggest sale of the year when all beds are on sale, including the new Sleep Number 360 smart beds. Plus, right now, a Queen C2 mattress is only 699 bucks. It ends on Sunday. <laughs> we better post this fast. You'll only find Sleep Number at any of the 550 <laughs> Sleep Number stores nationwide. Find the one nearest to you by visiting sleepnumber.com and be sure to tell them Lex and some other clowns with turning this car around sends you. So make sure you mention my name, Lex. It's Lex, L E 
yes. Or you can say salamander. They'll know who you mean. <laughs> if anybody goes to a sleepover store, buys a bed and says salamander sent them, I will buy you a second bed. That's not true. Whoa. That's a generous <laughs> offer. What are you going to do with the second bed? You already have a great bed. You bought one. As, okay, it's fine. What if they have children? Isn't that what this show is about? I can't remember. Mm, I don't even I know anymore. Um, oh, so the, and then my other question. I have another question. Oh, yeah. Hit. Go. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Since we're, we're covering Mormonism this week. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, that is, did you, uh, did you ever do like the, and we may have talked about this too, but the, the, the thing where you get married for people who are dead. Uh, okay. So um, Mormons, <clears throat> I did not do a married thing for dead. I did baptisms. Okay. Um, and, and this is a, which an unusual I, practice. I did not know that that was done, but it makes complete sense. So, so what the, the, the concept of it is, is that Mormons believe that if you came to earth so that, okay, so earth is just a stop on your eternal progression. Right. So, uh, similar to the old Testament where they're, I don't know. Objectively, if, objectively true. Right. So the Lex, I'm not sure if there's a war in heaven in the um, Judaic tradition. Um, if there was like a war in heaven and Satan no. was cast out. Okay, no, Didn't we don't. So. We don't have any of that stuff. No. Yeah. Um, By we, I mean they. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. So um, I don't know if I want to get in the middle of that. I uh, no, you don't want to get. There. I don't. Um, Me neither. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what, what in the Mormon faith, they believe that, okay, so you lived on earth, but you didn't get to hear about Jesus and you didn't get to do stuff that you need to do to get into heaven, which is be baptized and, um, be taught about Jesus and then accept Jesus. And, then, and by the way, this is, this is bigly controversial in Judaism because oh, it is straight up. While, no, no, because there there's some are crazy of Mormons who are like, let's bullshit. Yeah. After the fact, get Holocaust uh, mm-hmm, victims. Mm-hmm. And terrible. Terrible. Mormonism. Just going to go on record. Fans of that whole thing. Uh, they should not be happy. I, I fully support their, I mean, I'm, I'm with them. I stand with them in solidarity. I, I think it's a, an atrocious practice. Yeah. It's like a double atrocity. So someone died in a horrible thing, <laughs> and now you're going to like drag them into another religion. Really not on. as bad as the first part. Yeah. <laughs> no, but still, still, still. We thought we were doing badly when we made a joke about gay people last week. <laughs> this week we're making jokes about the Holocaust. Uh, well, none of us are gay. That's I was going to get all worked up and go the other way. I wasn't trying to be funny. I wasn't like going to. I know. You know I because it pisses me off. I, I think it's a, a terrible use of. I mean, the the belief in and of itself is already kind of twisted, and that just like cranks it to a whole level of arrogance and almost like a right. narcissistic kind of uh, theism. What, it's just one of the reasons up. I asked about when you um, sort of left was uh, to because uh, to, I was wondering if you if that I mean how much of that conversation about uh, the religion that you grew up in. Um, uh, you've had with your kids with Lita. It was more prevalent because, um, <clears throat> well, first of all, um, my ex and I were together and right. at that right. time, so, yeah, the two of you, yeah. right. And so, and we, you know, we both had family members and so things like there were things like baptisms and yeah. funerals and yeah. weddings and, you know, um, and, we wanted to support them and you know like if there was a not so much talks but if there was a performance or 
um, a program or something they were doing. We would go to support them. I saw my brother sing in musicals a bunch of times. So, right. you know, it wasn't like, it's not like I've got this like um, pitchfork and, you know, torch aspect about the church. Um, <clears throat> except for when it, like, yeah, I've had my ups and downs with that. I've had my moments of pitchfork. Um, and one of those was, was with Prop 8. That was just such bullshit. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, agreed. <sighs> So with Lita, we had to have a conversation about, okay, so, you know, your family members are Mormons. We are not Mormons. And and when the divorce was happening, Lita was like that. The first few months of the separation, I think her grandmother, who was um, their mother's mom, she's very religious and she, mm-hmm. um, she pushes Mormons pretty hard. To divorce? I don't know what the rules are there. Yeah. Yeah. You are. Um, and you, you have a civil divorce and then you have a temple divorce and that's a much more difficult thing to get into. Oh, and there's a whole, yes, yes, yes. like that's a whole 30 minute conversation. Um, that I don't really want to have right now, but <clears throat> Mormons technically still practice polygamy, um, in the temple, uh, because they don't get, they don't grant you a temple divorce easily. So technically a person could be temple married oh. to somebody, divorce them, uh, in a civil situation, right. and still you're be still a temple married. married to them and they'll go back right. through the temple and marry someone else. That's right. Ten, I think they're trying to clamp down on that, but um, there are cases where that happens. So, wow, um, yeah, it's a little goofy. I had that had not occurred to me, uh, but it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that makes it's sense. not. It's I mean, not like a. Know. They don't talk about it. It's not like a thing. And they yeah. and they for all I look, it's been a long time since I've been going regularly. They could totally have come out and said, "No, we're not doing that anymore." So hopefully they yeah. have. So anyway, we talked with Lita, but Lita was asking me about praying, and I tried to be really careful about how I talked about it. I didn't want to diss anybody. I don't want to say no, um, but I just, you know, I want her to know that I loved her no matter what. And if she wanted to pray and that helped her feel good, that was fine. If she believed in God, that was okay. Cause she knew that her mother and I were atheists and sort of like, you know, that she was worried that we wouldn't, I don't know about love her. I don't think that's that we'd be mad at her for praying or something. So mm-hmm. we, we had to, and that was a, during a really touchy time. So, you know, I'm like barely holding my shit together, talking to her about like feeling better about this horrible situation that we're in. And, you know, I'm standing there in my like brand new, not brand new, but my new, my, my new, um, condo, like trying to figure shit out as a single parent. And I was just uh, ugh, awful, but right. we got through it. And, I think she's, um, I don't think she has any kind of interest in it. I've, I've tried to talk to her about it a little bit and I, she doesn't, you know, I think her experience growing up in Salt Lake City is very different from like 20 years ago Oh yeah. where sure. if you weren't Mormon, you know, there was a yeah. lot more, um, like well, in schools or something kind like, of like, it's even slowly changing because I mean, apparently now you can get like the soda machines at BYU. Yep. Well, there were soda machines coke. before. But yeah, now they've got actual Coke. They finally came out and said that Coke was okay to drink. They've got caffeine, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But you can't have coffee and um, or tea. You can have herbal tea, but not uh, and decaf coffee. Sure. They kind of frown on decaf coffee, but anyway, (laughs) because they don't because they want to check up on you. They want to make sure. That's right. (laughs) Make sure you're not having any caffeine, and it's much harder if you're having coffee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I when I was. when I was speaking, um, so when, when you leave on your Mormon mission, they have a program during the regular church service where the family of the person leaving speaks and then the, the young man or woman who's going speaks. And of course, at that time, I'm like, you know, 
barely 19. And I'm thinking it's going to be really awesome if I start doing like a pretty solid set of stand-up material. Um, Pretty much dragging my family down as I do it. And And that whole thing started because I was sitting there and I had this uncle who was like classic Sam the Eagle, the two Muppet guys. He, yeah, but he wouldn't yeah. yell. He was just saying that in his mind. So you Why were watching him. We always come here. Mm-hmm. Those guys? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. The guy at the balcony. Guys. Yeah. 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 Ugh. Ugh. You know, he's just got this look at his face like, get me the hell out of here. And so I'm like, I will make him laugh. That is my goal today. Forget mm-hmm. Jesus. Forget the, oh, whatever. Sure. I'm mm-hmm. making him laugh. There'll be time for Jesus later. And I got, I got excoriated by the bishop in his um, remarks oh at the end. Yeah, it was not good. But I, I made a joke about um, that my parents were funding my mission on my mom's. Um, she was vowed to quit Diet Coke. And so they were going to fund my mission with, those, with the monies they would, were saving. I thought that was nice. pretty good. I thought that was pretty good. Big laughs. That's, Big that's laughs. good. I like it. Yeah. Parents not happy with that. Yeah. Uh, I know go well. uh, every Mormon that I knew is now a uh, is now an atheist. <laughs> I didn't know that many Mormons, <laughs> yeah. but every Mormon I knew is now an atheist. I, I think um, I think one of the things that's happened is the internet. And yes, I think that's a big thing. And honestly, there's, I, I there's definitely more, a thing that has happened. I know this more from the no, Jewish but, side, <laughs> but I've seen the same thing happen in the, in the, in the Jewish side, where like that, it's the information, even, right? It's like yes. it's not just some weird thing in a bookstore that you get from some like weirdo who's got a white van park somewhere so there's no god read this yeah right i wrote this awesome book that's um god talked to me and yeah it's it's Um, it's, there's this have you seen the big takedown thing there's this crazy like letter this dude wrote it's like he published it as a pdf online and just it's basically a total takedown of a lot of the church's kind of not so much the Book of Mormon, although he does get into that, but there's some scripture that was questionable when it was, it's always been sort of like questionable, but um, he takes that down pretty hard. And I, think I think that was more popular in your community than in ours, John. Yeah. I, would, yeah, I, would I don't think that we've seen the big Mormon takedown. You haven't seen the big Jewish takedown? <laughs> I've seen that one. I've seen the big Jewish takedown. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not one. saying the big Mormon in, in, in your respective oh, okay. religious community because oh, of the yeah, internet. Yeah. Oh, the no. ability to research and you know no i mean i <laughs> i gave up years ago so it was yeah. not not something i was looking for but and what's i mean my parents don't do the show but the, today and yesterday were rosh hashanah now most jews in the u.s only care about yesterday if they care at all i know so many jews now i know a bunch of jews who went to synagogue i know so many who just did not go maybe they took the day off work or they worked from home, but they just didn't do anything different, which is hilarious because it's exactly what I did. I worked yesterday and today and treated it like any other day, but my brain is still like, for a second, oh, I'm going to judge those people. They shouldn't have been services, even though I don't go and haven't gone in a thousand years. Um, and like my wife goes and she takes the kids and they go late. And anytime anybody came in late at Rush Hashanah services, my dad would go, I guess the, I was just going to say a Jewish last name, which is like borderline offensive, but it was their name. But I guess the Schwartzes are here for a taste of Rush Hashanah. And it's like when Lauren was like, yeah, we're going to get there like an hour late. I was like, I guess you're going for it. Like, what am I even saying? I don't give a shit. I'm not going at all. But like you learn to be that judgy so early and it sticks with you um but uh, then of course as soon as rush Hashanah was over in uh, the west coast my parents facetime our services and like they're hoping i went but they don't know mm-hmm. and i'm not gonna mm-hmm. i'm not gonna get into it and they're like did you go to synagogue and i'm like kids we go to synagogue and they're like yes we did 
<laughs> so basically, your wife is saving you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because my Mormon girlfriend couldn't. Wouldn't your child have the option to get in the best colleges and universities to master real-life skills to succeed in their future endeavors? Now's the time to actively engage with your child's education with Education a la Carte. In this practical book, parenting expert and longtime educator Dr. Kevin Lehman takes the guesswork out of choosing the best schooling for your child. He explores the pros and cons of public, private, and charter schools, as well as homeschooling and online schooling. Visit RevelBooks.com to learn more. That's R-E-V-E-L-L Books.com.